Great to have you guys here, man. I was just soaking up all the baptism. It was just awesome. Can we give a hand right now to all those who got baptized at all of our campuses? Incredible day. Wow. Awesome. Love seeing that happen. You know, baptism is all about life change. And so baptism does not save you. It's a symbol of your salvation. Like I got this wedding ring on right now, whether I take it on or off, I'm still married because of the commitment I made to my wife. But this symbolizes that commitment. So when you see people get baptized, they're saying, I have gone from my old life to a new life in Christ. Once again, we want to say also not only congratulations, but let's also give it up for all the friends and family who came out to support those loved ones today. Thanks so much for coming. Great to have you here today. Really cool. And if you got all excited thinking, oh, I want to get baptized. First of all, it's not too late. There's still services to come. You can get baptized in the next service if you want. Or every couple of months we do those again. We'd love to baptize you. I heard about the little boy who went up to the preacher and said, preacher, when can I get advertised? And that's really what you're doing. You're saying to the whole world, I'm different now on the inside. God has changed me. So again, if you want to know if Church Unlimited is about life change, just look around at all the people who told you today openly, I am a new person in Christ. And so amazing job. So proud of all of you guys. Love it. What a great day. What a great day. So great. I'm excited about today's message because I know it's very applicable. Today's a different kind of message. Sometimes there's like preaching messages, and this is more of a teaching and ministry message because so many of us are hurting. So many people have a broken heart from someone that did something to you at some point in your life. Maybe it was years ago, maybe, it was, maybe it's recent. Maybe you've recently gone through a divorce. Maybe you've gone through a bad breakup. Maybe a betrayal of a friend that you thought you could trust. Maybe you've been fired. Maybe you didn't get the promotion and you feel like someone turned against you. I'm not sure what it is for you, but we all face heartbreak. We all, we all go through a broken-hearted season. At the end of every NFL season, I am broken-hearted. <laughs> so I understand. So anyways, yeah, all of us have tough things we go through. No, for real. And so I know that this message is timely for all of us. Last week, if you weren't here, I want to encourage you to get the app, to get our Church Unlimited app and watch it. It was all about how to heal a broken heart, how God wants to heal each and every one of us. Well, today I want to take another step because part of the healing process also is beginning to learn to trust people again. Now, some of you right now, you want to say that, you just kind of ball up like, oh, no, not doing that. No, 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 I'm not trusting people. Uh, 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 that's how you get hurt. I understand that. But if you close yourself up to ever trusting anyone, you're actually allowing whoever hurt you in the past to continue to hurt you today. Because then it hurts you because there's just too many things in the Bible that you can't do without being in a relationship. I mean, how many one another's are there? Love one another, serve one another, pray for one another, warn one another, encourage one another. There's all kinds of one another's all throughout the Bible, which means we're supposed to be in relationship with one another. I've got some good news for, the, for you, though, for those of you who say, man, you're asking me to trust this person. I'm not. I'm not asking you to trust this person that hurts you. I'm asking you to trust people. Sometimes people should not have our trust. The Bible never says to trust everyone, but it does say to love everyone. And so there are people that you love and trust, and there are people that you love but don't trust. And so it's okay. If someone broke in your home, you know, being loving doesn't mean you have to invite them back in. Okay. And so it's okay to forgive them for what they've done, but it doesn't mean you have to invite yourself to be vulnerable with them again. But there are times when God leads us to open our hearts back up to people who have hurt us. And there's also times when we just have to open up ourselves to new people. And so the great thing about people is God's making more of them. And so maybe there's someone you don't trust. But there's people that you can trust. See, what we typically do is when we get hurt by someone, we start to blanket that hurt to, to all people. Some guy hurts you, women say, all men are untrustworthy. 
Well, that's not true. The, the man you were with last was probably untrustworthy, right? That's why you feel that way. Or, or, or if someone says, all women are this way or all men are that way, right? And, and so oftentimes this is what leads us to, to, to things like sexism or even racism. You know, maybe someone of a different color hurt you. And so you think all people of this color are that way. And that's just not true. That's just not true at all. And so we, we have a tendency to do that. You know, maybe you've been hurt by a former church or preacher. It doesn't mean all preachers are this way. All churches are that way. It's not true. And so we oftentimes want to blanket this and just think, I'm just not going to trust anyone. Well, God wants us to open our hearts again to people, but let's do it more intelligently. So let's not just open our hearts to anybody, but let's open our hearts to those who God wants to bring into our lives. Let's not cause someone to be in a penalty box for a sin they didn't commit against you. So we end up being distrusting of people who have not offended us because of the one who did offend us. And so I want to encourage you that God wants us to open our hearts again. So I want to unpack this today. I want to give you five simple principles today about learning to trust people again. Pull out your notes if you would. Also, we have a Church Unlimited app you can download if you want to get the notes digitally. Just download that, click on notes, and you'll have all the notes that I have in front of me right now. Love for you to have that as well. And so let's say our mission statement together, though. What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die period. That's what we're all about here at Church Unlimited. Again, thank you for being a part of our services today. So I'm going to dive right in because I think this is such a timely message that we all have to learn to open our hearts again. And the first thing you need to know is it's not easy. I don't want to pretend today that this is just something that's easy for you. Maybe you've really been through something and you're like, Pastor, you're asking me to do the impossible. You may think I'm asking you the impossible. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking God to do the impossible in you. Let me show you scripture on this. It says in Jeremiah chapter 32, Oh, sovereign Lord. Sovereign means that he's in control. And so it's nice to remember that when things go wrong in your life, God's still in control. When you get hurt, betrayed, uh, when you're going through divorce, when, you, when you've had a bad breakup, or, you know, when someone that you really thought you could trusted turns against you, you need to know there's still a God who loves you. So he says, oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Now, opening your heart to people again may be too hard for you, but it is not too hard for the one in you. And if you're a Christ follower, he gives you the strength to be able to do this. And here's why we need to do it. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us if we want to have love in our lives, uh, love people around you and be loved by them, it says love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. So my challenge for you is to understand this. It's going to take faith. And so I want to ask you to ask God for supernatural strength. Would you write that down? That's number one. Ask God for supernatural strength to be able to open your heart to people again. It's going to take that. I'm not going to lie. If you've been really burned by someone, it just, you're going to have to ask God to do it. It's a supernatural thing. It's not going to feel natural or normal. You're going to think, no, the normal thing to do when someone hurts you is you clam up, is you shut yourself off, is you don't let anyone else in. That's very normal but it's also pretty normal to be depressed and alone and lonely. And I don't think that's really what you want in life. Life is too short to be miserable. Life is too short to be alone. God wants to be in good, healthy relationships. I'm not asking you to open your heart up to unhealthy relationships again. I'm asking you to open your heart up to new, healthy relationships that God will bring you over time. So God, please supernaturally do something in me where my heart will open and trust people Again, not all people, but the right people. So Lord, open my heart to that again. Now, so let's open our hearts a little bit to trusting. So how do we do that? Well, here's what I want to warn you about. This doesn't mean you go zero to 80. Please don't do that. This is a mistake we make, right? 
So you've been dating around and your last boyfriend was a disaster, ladies. And so you meet a new guy who seems really sweet. And so you're like, hey, this is the one. Whoa, 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 that's zero to 80. No, 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 we don't know that yet. Slow down, we don't know anything about this person. So he slid in your DMs. So you're talking a little bit here and there. That doesn't mean this is it. So we need to learn to quit going zero to 80 because we wonder why things fall apart. That, that, that's why. And so that's not what I'm encouraging you to do today. Look at Luke chapter 16. It says, unless you are faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in larger ones. If you cheat even a little, you won't be honest with, great, with greater responsibilities. So you want to just test someone out a little bit, just see if they're honest in simple, small ways. And so if you've got a, a bad feeling about someone, listen to that. It's probably time to back off. You say, hey, I don't need to keep pursuing this. You know what we did in the past? If we're honest, we ignored that feeling. That's one of the reasons why we got burned. I'm not saying it's all our responsibility because you can do everything right and still get hurt because people are people, okay? So I'm not suggesting that, that, you know, oh, it's your fault that they did. No, I'm not saying that. But sometimes we did see things that we wanted to ignore. So we have to, have to admit where we've done that so we don't do that again. So this is where you gotta trust in small doses. If you're an employer, you probably already figured this out with employees, that when you hire someone on, or if you're gonna elevate someone, you don't do that until you first, you don't give them, don't give them the job yet, give them a project. Just say, I just need this done the next week. And, you know, someone that's working for you at a lower level, just know that next week, do a good job at it, then give them a larger project, do a good job at that. Then you can consider raising them up into a new position, but, but you never just go right to it. Well, think about the same thing in your personal life. And so just, you know, look, just because you're talking with someone a little bit doesn't mean you should just go out and give yourself to them. No, 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 no. God has a way and, a, and, a, and seasons. There's a season for everything. And right now you're in the season of healing and the next will be a season of slowly trusting in small increments unless proved otherwise and you back it up. Then you pull that trust back. And so it's small doses that we do this. Look at 1 Corinthians 4. It says, now it is required that those who have been given the trust must prove faithful. And so see if someone proves faithful over time. And then eventually, then you can consider trusting them more. If not, just, just pull back. And so please don't think it's like unchristian. Oh, it's not Christian for me not to just trust this person blindly. No, 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 that's not, that's foolish. And you should, you should, you should heed the warnings. Like if you're, if you got little warning lights going off on the dashboard of your mind, like, whoa, 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 I don't know. Listen to that. There is a Holy Spirit inside of you that warns you of things and warns you of people. So when that's going off, listen to it. I've learned, by the way, that I, I'm going to be honest with you, in my, own, in, in my world, I don't trust my ability to pick up on that very easy because I'm, I'm a really highly trusting person. So I listen for my wife on this one a lot with people because women just have an intuition about them that, that we, that, I mean, she just picks up on things that I totally don't get. Isn't it true, ladies? Let's be honest, right? Come on, you know it's true. And so they just, I used to think like, man, you just are finding the negative. And I realized, no, she was right. She straight up was right. I just was, you know, like, she kind of jokingly would say, you're, you're, babe, I love you, but you're riding a unicorn again up in the clouds. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I didn't realize that, you know? And so she, she's not insulting me. It's really true. I'm just like, oh, they're a great guy. You know, look at them. They're doing community service. She's like, why are they doing community service? I'm like, oh, wait, you're right. What am I thinking? So anyway, so yeah, so she's just aware of things that I don't pick up on, you know? So anyways, anyways, my point is, is that we, we need to trust, but we trust in small doses until you really get to know someone. So number two, start trusting again, but in small doses, not, not a large way, do it in small ways and, and just see if they're who they say they are. And so it, it just takes a while. And by the way, if you hadn't figured this out yet, people can sound really good and not be good. People can sound really spiritual and not be spiritual at all. People can look really good 
and not be who they say they are, right? Have you figured it out yet? I mean, I know people, in fact, I'll be honest with you that I get nervous about people that have a high JPM. I call that Jesus per minute. Like they're always throwing the word Jesus around nonstop. Look, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I'll talk about God all day long. But if everything is, oh, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Oh, Jesus is so wonderful. Just, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. No one's that holy all the time. Like at some point you start to say, that sounds like a front to me. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You just, I just, when it's dripping off, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm buying that. Like I would love to believe we're all that holy, but I just, I'm, I'm not convinced. And so we're all still human. We're regular people serving the Lord. And so just because just something sounds really good, you may be getting the sales presentation. You don't realize it. So you just want to be aware of who someone really is. And the only way to really know someone is it takes time. And so give it small doses and just see if they are who that they, they say they are. This is a, a really big deal. You know what? Uh, the, the other thing I want to encourage you to do, let me show you another scripture on this, by the way. Uh, it says in 1 Peter 2, 17, show respect for all people. This is actually how we should be looking about who we let into our world. It's based upon how they show respect towards all people. Let me give you another couple of verses on this. Just gets real personal here about marriage. Look at Ephesians chapter five. It says, a wife must respect her husband. Now, men, before you start elbowing your wife, let's read the next verse. It also says, husbands must give honor to your wives. If you don't treat her as you should, your prayers will not be heard. God is serious about you treating your wife right. He said, don't even come pray to me. Don't ask me for anything if you're mistreating the gift I gave you. So God says, don't even ask me. Like, we're done talking, right? You think your wife can be cold to you? God's like, talk to the hand, not having it. <laughs> you're being rude to your wife and now you're asking me for something? Doesn't work like that. And so respect is a big deal, okay? And so we need to be respectful. And so this is one of the things I look for in people I trust is are they respectful towards other people? See, here's the problem. If they're really respectful towards you, but not towards others, it's just a matter of time until they turn that on you. This is really big. If you're dating, look and see how the person that you, that you think is so amazing, how do they treat their mom and their dad? How do they treat their siblings? How do they treat their friends? How do they treat their boss? How, do they, how they treat others, they will eventually treat you. You say, well, no, because they told me they don't like their, their brother or sister. They don't like their brother. Well, what about the day if they're married to you that they just don't like you? They love you, but they just don't like you right now. So, that's, that, so it's, you're saying it's justifiable to, to say those kind of things to people and treat someone badly just because you don't like them? No. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, you know, if your brother offends you, treat him like crap. doesn't say that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say treat people badly. Sorry, I don't know if you can say crap in church. I think I just did twice, so I'm really sorry. I... <laughs> Anyways. The deal is this, is that we're supposed to treat people well. In fact, the Bible only says to love your enemies. That's pretty tough. Wow. Even my enemies? Yeah. At no point does it say to be disrespectful towards people at any time. And so you can learn a lot about someone by how they, they treat people. But you know, one of the reasons I think we keep falling into the wrong relationships with people is because of one simple truth. Let me show you scripture on this. It says this in the word. It says, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. This was from a prophet who was supposed to be used by God to pick the next king. And he was going through a lineup of boys from one family, knew it was going to be from this family. God told him that. That's all he knew. And as he's going through, people thought, oh, it's going to be him, right? Because look how tall and good looking he is and sharp he is. And he's the oldest and he's this and that. And Samuel said, no, you see, that's man. Man looks at all that. But God looks at the heart. Wow, it's great insight, isn't it? Now, let me tell you something that's going to really hurt. I'm sorry, but my job is to tell truth sometimes, okay? So this is going to be a little painful, especially to the singles in there who have been through some bad relationships lately. This is really important. If you're, if you're on your second or third bad one in a row, your picker is broken. 
I said ticker. Let me be real clear here. You're picking the wrong people. Could it be that the number one standard, even as Christians, in who you date is, are they good looking? So this is important. Because I'll talk to a guy one time, hey, I know this girl, she's really sweet, she loves the Lord, and he's like, is she hot? I was like, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the relationship with God first. And we'll, no, is she hot? I was like, I mean, uh, yeah, she's a pretty girl. Yeah, okay, but she loves the Lord, right? And so same with ladies, you know, is he good looking? Does he have a good personality? Does he have any money? I mean, he's just like, <laughs> oh, don't lie. Don't act like you don't ask that question. <laughs> Give me a break. So the deal is this, is that we're going, we're, we're, looking, we're, we're looking at who looks good on the surface. They appear good, but God looks at the heart. And so could it be that the reason we, we keep messing up is because, ladies, let me save you some time. There's some really good looking serial killers on death row right now. <laughs> you can be really attractive and be a psychopath. In fact, they even, there's a joke among men. It's called the crazy hot matrix. It's like a real thing. It almost seems like the hotter she is, the crazier she is. I'm really going to get in trouble for this message, I know. Wow, I'm in so much trouble. But anyways, there are unicorns out there. There are godly hot ladies. There's not a lot of them, I know, but you only need one. I got one. I know this works. But let me just say this. This is a big deal, okay? If you start with a standard of who looks good, and that's the only grid by which you jump in, of course you're going to get hurt. I mean, you're like, oh, but he's so cute. But why don't you go talk to the last five girls over the last two years that have been burned by him in a row? And you'd be like, wow, I don't care how good looking he's a disaster. So you got to be really careful. Don't fall for someone who's just got talent with no character, who just got looks with no character, who just has confidence with no character. We keep falling for the wrong things. And so if you want to go and visit someone, oh, I should partner up with them because they're rich. You don't know how they got their money. And, and they may have business partners strung out behind them for, for years that are, say they're a disaster. And so that doesn't mean anything. I don't mean it's ugly, but I don't really care what you say anymore. I want to see what you do. This is a big deal. So we have to watch this. And so number three is this. Change your standards for who you let into your inner circle. Now, this may really surprise you, and this may even sound arrogant, but I'm not just applying this to my life. I'm applying it to yours. People should have to be qualified to get in your world. Not everyone should be able to hang out with you. Just because they're available on a Friday night doesn't mean you go out with them. Just because they ask you to hang out doesn't mean you hang out. You become, five years from now, a composite of the top five people you're hanging around. Some of you, that should terrify you. And others, it should be a course correction to go, whoa. I need to up my friend game because we become like who we hang out with. It's really true. So I want to challenge you with this to really think about that. The problem is, is that most people are just thinking about themselves. Think about it. When you take a picture with your friends and there's four or five of you or family, four or five of you in the picture, and then you're going through the pictures to pick out which one you're going to put on Instagram, you're like, oh, I like that one. Honestly, you only looked at yourself. You, didn't, you totally ignored everyone else in the picture. I have a running joke with my wife. She's like, oh, I like that one. I'm like, that means you like your picture. And then I'm standing beside her with my zipper open, my eyes closed. <laughs> this is one we should post. I'm like, no, it's a disaster. Look at me. I look horrible. It's bad. I, I need a bra on that picture. That looks terrible. 
Can you say that in church? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just pray for your pastor. I'm barely saved. Let's be honest here. Okay. Let's just. Anyways, the deal is this. <laughs> I get myself in so much trouble. <laughs> oh wow. Anyways, I want to challenge you with this: that you've got to find people that don't just think about themselves. I want to tell you a little story. When I met my wife years ago, I actually <laughs> dated her best friend before I dated her. Not in a row. <laughs> I dated her best friend for three or four months. We broke up. And then like a, it was like a year or something like that before we started talking. And I think it was about a year, year and a half before that. And then we started talking. But let me tell you why that matters is because she didn't have to go far to find references on me. I am really glad I was a gentleman. Really glad I wasn't a jerk right? I would have been done, right? You know, an employer would always call references. Why is it any different in your personal life? You say, are you suggesting I actually talk to an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend? Absolutely. Totally suggesting that. You said, that is so weird. Or you can just totally entrust your life into the hands of someone you know nothing about. You say, but pastor, but all their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend are going to say that they're not a good person. Yes, to some level, because they did break up. But when they say, and do you know they said this to me? Or did that's when you go, what? Like it's one thing for them to not like them anymore. Of course that happened because they're no longer together. It's another thing to find out that there was way more going on that you would ever want to happen in your life. Does that make sense? So we need to find out about people. Do the research. Don't lie. Listen, let's be honest right now in the house of God. We already know you're going to their Instagram and their Facebook and going back three years to see who they're with and all that stuff. You're already doing all that. We're all CIA now and that's how it works, okay? Like I know you're doing that, okay? But we forget that everyone has what I call a relational wake. Every boat that goes by creates a wave as it goes by. When we're doing life, we have relational wakes that we create waves with how we treat people, right? All of us have had some good waves and some bad. There's no exceptions to that rule, including me. I wish I could say, I've just treated everyone so great. Oh, I'm still a human. I've had to go back and get some things right with people too. I'm sure you're the same way. But look closely if there is just a long list of brokenness behind you, behind someone, something needs to change. You say, you tell me they've had all this bad past, I shouldn't go near them. No, but there needs to be a distance from their past to who they are today. The distance should be longer than a couple months. Okay, does it make sense? So it's okay if you meet an ex-wife or ex-husband and they say they were this way and that way, but there should be a marked difference between who you see today and that should be before you were dating them because now they're putting their best foot forward. It should already be known for being different before you ever get near them. But let's be honest right now. You know what's really happening? We're breaking up with people and then there's about two days between our next relationship and we wonder why there's a problem. Guys, I'm trying to protect you from more heartbreak. You say, well, I want to do it my way. Right, okay, great. How's that working? So I'm trying to help you here. I would rather you slow down change the way you approach dating or change the way you approach even friendships. And so we need to think about how we treat people and how others treat people and then, and then slow it down. You know, when I met my wife, by the way, I, I, I met her, I got to know, but when I really got to know her, guess what I found her doing? Once a week, she would go, once or twice a week, she would go to one of the roughest areas of the city that our college was in and she would serve poor young kids and just minister to them and bring the Bible to them and pray with them and encourage them and be there for them. It's amazing. She was serving she was doing mission work as a 19-year-old college girl. What is the average 19-year-old college girl doing? Not that. But I didn't want average. 
when I met her, I was like, first of all, I was like, okay, you're not going there alone. That's crazy. Because usually just going, I was like, whoa, 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 you're young, cute, blonde girl. No, we're not going to the projects alone, right? So I'm thinking like a dad, like, whoa, whoa, no, right? But I love their heart. And you know what? I got to tell you, 27 years into marriage, she's been serving me and our kids for 27 years. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I really am. Let me tell you. And I hope and pray I'm serving her too. Listen, guys, it goes both ways. But let me just encourage you. Singles, if you're looking for someone to date, if they're not serving in the house of God somewhere, whether this church or another church, I wouldn't go near them. Because if they won't serve in God's house, they're not going to serve in your house. You want to wait until you see someone that honors the Lord. There's some single men in the room that just went, oh, I need to start serving. That's fine. Have the wrong moves at first, because the longer you serve, your heart will get right. So I'm fine with that. Start serving so you look good. That's cool because you can't stay at it very long without God changing your heart. That's how that works. You'll do the first couple weeks, but if you're doing months in, oh no, you're changing. So God will transform you. We'll encourage you. Here at Church Unlimited, we believe in ring by spring or your money back. So, just kidding. Okay. That'd be cool though, wouldn't it? I mean, our church would grow if we did that, right? We'd explode, we'd grow. Be incredible. Everybody's like, hi, welcome to Church Unlimited. Here's your bulletin. Here's my number if you need anything. Be incredible. Anyways, so I want to encourage you to change your standards. Don't just go for what looks good. Go for what has a good heart. What is, and how do you know that? They have to be doing, doing something beyond themselves. It can't just be about them. And so if you'll begin to look for a new standard that changes everything. When I look for people that I open my world up to, I look for faithfulness. People who've been around here a long time. And so I'm just telling you right now, when some guy says, hey, can we get lunch? This is my first week here. Probably not. I don't really know you, but you know, if you're around a while and you're honoring the Lord and really, I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, and, and I'm a pretty busy guy, so it's probably gonna be like, let's just talk between services. But the truth is, is that I'm gonna give my time to those who are faithful and you should do the same. And so you, listen, I need to tell you something because you're not getting this. Listen, 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 you're worth that. You're worth more. Don't give yourself and your time to anyone. You are living at a higher level. You have the purpose of God on you. You are in the plans of God, which means that you should not be hanging out with people that are blowing off life. <laughs> Live higher. And if you will do that, God will bless that, I promise you. Now, let me just stop real quick. For those of you, I talked about you know, trusting people in small doses. Maybe for you, you're in relationship with someone that you love dearly that you have hurt, that you have broken their trust. And so you may say, okay, pastor, this is tough for me to admit, but I'm not the one having to open my heart again. I'm, I'm, I'm needing someone to open their heart back to me. Okay, that happens to all of us at some level. So how do you do that? A couple things. First thing you need to know is this, you gotta be totally honest. And honesty really hurts when you first do it. Anyone who says, oh, honesty is the best policy. It is, but it's a painful policy. It's tough to really tell the truth, which let me tell you what real honesty looks like. Please write this down on some, somewhere on your notes. It means you have to say the last 10%. You have to say the part that you don't wanna say that you know is gonna hurt their feelings or make them mad because you're not really being honest if you get up to 90% and you stop. You gotta, you gotta say the last 10%. It's hard to do that. Say, but then they won't trust me. Oh, they'll, they'll really not trust you if they find out later. So just go ahead and just tell them now. <laughs> the person went, mm-hmm, I love it. <laughs> Some history in that phrase. But let me just tell you this right now. All of us have that at some level. You get to learn to be totally honest. The second thing I want to encourage you to do on this is you got to show respect towards them. And here's, what, here's how respect is shown, okay? If I offend my wife, 
and she gives me some steps to take to rebuild some trust, I don't choose whether I agree with it or not. I've already handed that power to her when I broke her trust. Did you catch that? She offends me, and I'm like, hey, uh, that really offended me. Can you do this or do that differently? If she says, well, I really don't agree with that, I'd be like, okay, I'm the one offended here. What do you, right? Does that make sense? So in other words, you don't get to build trust on your terms any longer. It now has to be on their terms. Does that make sense? And so some guy has a wandering eye and he's been foolish and you know, he's trying to get in good graces with his wife or girlfriend again, right? And she says, I just really want you home by 10. You don't say, well, that's a little ridiculous, you know, because I'm out until 9.30. I'm barely going to make it. I mean, that's just, I'm just not what. No, no, no. You can say it's ridiculous, but you won't be in a relationship. You see, you know, just be comfortable being alone. Or in your mind, just think, this is ridiculous, but I'll be home by 10. And then ask God on your way home to work on your heart to realize it's not ridiculous because if you had what you did to them done to you, you'd want to home by 10 too. Does that make sense? So it's always on the onus of the person who's offended to get it right. But I see people literally offend someone, then expect them to jump through their hoops. That's crazy. That's crazy. You have to be willing to go on their terms. I know this is a painful message. I know this is tough, but I'm trying to help you rebuild trust. And so to do that, you have to go on their terms that is showing respect to them. You have to do the little things right. You've got to also say, I'm sorry. I believe the most powerful words in the English language are not, I love you. The most powerful words in the English language are, I am sorry. That's the most powerful words you could ever say to someone. And then you have to be willing to make those changes that they're asking you to make. And over time, as you build trust, they'll loosen the grip on that and won't be so concerned about that. But initially, they are hurt. They, they can ask you questions that you're uncomfortable answering, but you need to answer them honestly. And eventually, they won't ask you those questions anymore. Does that make sense? It takes time. But if you'll do that, you can, you can build trust. But my, my favorite thing to tell you on this, really, is that time doesn't heal you. The right road on that time heals you. Doing the right things. So that's important that we have to, if you want to be healed in these areas, the Bible says confess your sins one to another so that God can heal you. He doesn't say, say you're sorry in one blanket statement and you're good. No, it doesn't. No, that doesn't work. You have to really confess and really get right and really own it and take responsibility for it and then make those changes, okay? And so I want to encourage you to change your standards, uh, number, number three, um, on who you let in your inner circle. But if you are the one who's done the wounding, then it's time to take a look at what you're doing to someone else, okay? And so let's keep moving though. This is important. As much as I want you to open your heart to people, I need to tell you something. And I hate to tell you this because I know you're like, okay, you got me there, I'm good. But I need to drop one more bomb on you that you're gonna open your heart to people, but you need to know this. You're still probably gonna get hurt. It's still gonna happen at some level. Now let's, let's try to be more intelligent about this. Let's try to avoid it. Next week, I'm gonna talk about how to avoid unnecessary heartbreak and talk about that next week. Because I, I don't know real statistics on this. I don't know if anyone could really give you this. But in my own life, I think I'm about 50-50. About 50% of the hurt that I've taken on, the real betrayal that I've had to deal with in my life, I had no control over. But probably 50%, I saw warning signs and I ignored them. So if, even if today we can just reduce the pain by 50%, wouldn't that be great? If we could just get rid of half of the ones that hurt you because you were just foolish enough to ignore that when you did see how they treated someone and surprise, surprise, they eventually treated you that way. So we have to listen very carefully to that. So Romans 3.23 says this, everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard and all need to be made right with God by his grace, which is a free gift. What does this mean? Number four, 
people will fail you. But remember to have grace because you have failed people too. We have been the ones failing people. So before I start crossing my arms and go, well, you need to prove your faith. Well, I've, I've heard people too. So have you. So we've all hurt people before, all of us. So I know you may think, well, they hurt me worse. Oh, okay, I mean, but that doesn't mean you haven't hurt people. So just keep that in mind. So we want to show grace towards one another as we open our hearts in small increments and begin to trust again. Now, for those of you who right now who are piping mad at me and want to throw something at me right now, and every single point I've made, you've just gotten madder, you need to understand something. I want to help you right now. I want to, I want to shift gears. I want to kind of step out of the sermon for a moment, out of the preaching, and just, and just kind of go into like a ministry moment. So let's have a little counseling session right now if I can. So here's what you need to know. If you're really mad, and this seems totally unreasonable, and you think that's freaking ridiculous, there's just no way I could ever do that, that means that you haven't been hurt. You've been through trauma. That's next level. So if you've been through real trauma, then one sermon is not going to do it. I just, I don't care how good I think the sermon is, it won't do it. Because real trauma requires you to go get some help. And so if you've been raped, if you've been physically abused, if you've been emotionally abused through seasons, I'm not talking about someone cut you down last night, I'm talking about seasons of it, where it's nonstop you're being told you're stupid or ugly or fat or whatever. If it's just nonstop berating, that's abuse, guys. Okay? And so if that's happened in your life, if you've been date raped, if you've been pressured or you know, gone through an aggravated assault, been physically in danger, I don't know what it is for you, but, but if you've been through those kind of things, you need to talk to a counselor. I want to encourage you to make that phone call, to find a counselor. Some of you say, well, I live in a small community. I don't want people to know my business. The great thing about technology is you don't have to go to anybody local anymore. You can now call someone up in New York City. You can FaceTime them. You can get all the help you need without ever having to go there and, and them coming to you. You, you. you can do all that now. You can get some help, you know, some counselor in Portland, Oregon. I don't know, where, wherever you want to go. The point is, is, is make that phone call. Get some help. If I were to be walking by fast and there was some kind of metal object sticking out and I didn't see it and it gashed me and just took a chunk of skin out, I mean, like big time. And now I'm bleeding, right? I mean, it's like, whoa, this is really bad. I wouldn't just say, oh, you know, just give me a sweater. I'll, I'll just layer up. It'll, I'll, I'll cover it up. It'll be fine. So I'll put a couple layers on and just blood is just soaking into my clothes. You'd be like, Pastor, you can't just do that. You need to stop. You got to go to the emergency room and get someone to clean that out. Like who knows what was on the end of that metal? Who knows what kind of dirt is in you? Like that will get infected. If that gets infected, you keep going like a snow big deal. Think, oh, it'll be fine. Time will heal it. That, that, that can turn into a staph infection that can spread through my body. It can kill me over time. Or I can stop, realize I'm hurt way worse than I thought. And I can go to the emergency room and have someone open it up. It's going to hurt. Disinfect it, clean it out, sew it up, give me some medicine to numb this thing and take it easy for a while and get healed up before I get going again. I mean, that would be the way you would do that. <laughs> Guys, some of you have been walking around for years with a major gash. And you're trying to figure out why you can't get close to people. And you can't figure out why it's not working. You're bleeding out. You gotta stop. Get some help. And here's some good news I wanna leave you with on this. For those of you who've really been through something bad, you are not what happened to you. You are not what happened to you. And God has a good future for you too. Would you write that down? 
The Bible says, God says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God wants to bring healing to you. Maybe today you've just been burned and you need to open your heart back up, let God do some healing, and you need to start trusting the right people in small doses. Or maybe for you, you say, wow, I, I thought this was a message just on relationships, but I have to admit, I've never talked to anyone about X, Y, Z. I want to encourage you to get some help. Pastor, I can't afford counseling. Guys, you can't afford not to afford it. In fact, the truth is, you hadn't even done the math on what it's already been costing you. It's probably cost you way more money by not spending the initial money. Cost you way more money in promotions you're not going to get because you're bitter and angry. Cost you way more money in, in financial, uh, you know, benefits to having good relationships. Cost you way more. Make the phone call. Get the help. Do it because your future's worth it. Would you bow your heads with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Would we just take a moment? Maybe today you say, Pastor, my picker has been broken. I keep hanging with the wrong people dating the wrong people, getting in friendships with the wrong people. That's because you're looking at the outward appearance. Oh, they seem sweet like me. They're so nice. That doesn't mean they are. Oh, he's so good looking. Said the 34th girl in a row in the last six months. Don't fall for that stuff. Have a higher standard. Let God protect you. I pray this message brings healing to you. But today, some of you need to say in my relationships or my friendships or in my ministry relationships or my partnerships in business or whatever it is, maybe you need to say, Pastor, I got to admit, my picker has been broken. I'm, why, don't, why don't you just let Jesus pick for a while? You say, how do you do that? You do that by probably backing off of dating completely for a while. I just want to grow close to you, Lord. Then you get involved in serving ministry and then you get involved in a life group. And guess what? Then you let those people who love you and get to know you, you let them help connect you with people because their pickers are not broken. And they can say, I know the perfect person you just got to meet. God could do that for you, but you got to lay off trying on your own and trust the Lord in his timing. If you need to pick Jesus today, and back off of all relationships for a little while and just serve him. Would you lift your hand high to God right now? All across our campuses right now, there are hands going up. Thank you. It's okay. It's okay to just say, I just need to back off a little bit. And just trust the Lord. Give him time. Give God time to work in your life. He'll renew you. He'll remake you. He'll restore you. And when you're restored, you're just simply healthier and whole. You see the truth of people easier because you're living in truth. Make that your heart today to say, I just want to serve you, Jesus, follow you and let you restore me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you've never picked Jesus before. You've never considered a personal relationship with him. You can receive Christ. You see, he came to this world, died on the cross for your sins and for mine, and he rose again, proving that he's God. Now he waits for you to accept him into your heart so that one day you can be with him in heaven, but you can also know him while you're here on this earth. You can pray this prayer. You can receive Christ right now. Would you pray this with me? You can just say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sin. And I believe you rose again. So I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name we pray.
Amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.